Welcome to episode two of the QCA Wrestle Podcast with Rob Hill and Jay Zyman. Our guest today is Bettendorf High School head wrestling coach Dan Knight. Coach Knight was the seventh four-time Iowa High School state champion. He is a legend in the sport of wrestling as both a competitor and a coach. It was a real pleasure getting to talk with him for this episode. To see more of our content, check out our website at qcawrestle.com. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on Facebook and Twitter at QCA Wrestle. We're here with uh, with Coach Knight from uh, Bettendorf High School. Thank you, Coach, for joining us. No We're problem. Excited. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. I um, wanted to talk through really quick. So if you're if you're part of the um, <laughs> wrestling community, especially you know near Iowa, you you know who Coach you know Dan Knight is. But uh, um, started out uh, wrestling at uh, from Clinton Clinton High School uh, was the became the seventh four time Iowa high school state champion undefeated high school career, um, went on to Iowa State where he All-American, um, got into coaching, started at uh, West Chicago High School uh, near Chicago, um, and then moved on to Mount St. Clair College. Uh, yep. I had one year at, at West Chicago High School prior to. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, then, uh, and then went to Sycamore High School. I was at Sycamore for three years, and then went to Mount St. Clair, called me and said they wanted to start a wrestling program. And I uh, was back hometown for me and my wife, so we made the move. Yeah, awesome. And that ended up being a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool move, right? A lot of awesome relationships that you that you have today, still, for sure. Oh yeah, we have a, a tight knit group. Uh, I got kind of hired late in the season, so we kind of had to go non traditional recruits, you know, people that nobody were really looking after. And uh, kind of had lost their little window of opportunity, but those guys proved to be uh, some great guys. Uh, you know, some local guys here. Uh, you know, big name Clint Long. Uh, we were just talking before how he was actually four years older than me, and when I first called him, he thought I wanted him to be my coach or, or my assistant coach. And I said, "No, I, I want you to wrestle." And he's like, "Oh no, I'm done." And we're like, "No, you still got some good years in." And he was pretty adamant originally about saying no way, but uh, enough people kind of got in his ear a little bit, and he ended up wrestling for us. He was a two-time national runner-up. So but we, we had a lot, of, a lot of great guys who they still are a real close-knit group right now and still get together a lot. So it's kind of neat. That is. That's very cool. I know um, close by, I know, obviously, Jason Evans, uh, assistant coach at Ben North with you, and then Matt yep. Taney. Uh, big time uh, youth coach at PV or a couple of names that I know for sure as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great group of guys. Yeah. Um, okay. So after Mount St. Clair, you went on to Clinton high as a coach. Yeah. Back to your alma mater. I, I, yeah. I really liked if, if Clinton wouldn't opened up, I probably had no reason to leave Mount St. Clair to be honest. It was a great situation. I enjoyed it, but my fear at Clinton was somebody was, a young guy was going to come in and take that job and it would never open up again. And that down the road at some point I had a desire to coach my old high school team. So that's why we made the shift. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. And then um, I'll say I'm grateful. My kids are in Bettendorf schools. You, you made the move to Bettendorf in, in 2000, 2006. I think. Yeah. I, uh, I got a crazy idea that I thought I wanted to be in a school administrator for a year. and. Um, it was a crazy story. I was actually on the 
interviewing committee for the AD job at Clinton, and they went through a list of four or five candidates, and they we really didn't find one we wanted, and so they reopened it up, and I threw my name in the hat and got the job, and uh, so I had to step away from from coaching for a year, and then worked my way back to Clint Long. Then I hired Clint Long as the coach at Clinton High, so that was kind of neat there, and. Uh, after about six months in the job, I realized I missed wrestling and being a young dad with two kids at home and one on the way, uh, an AD job is, is not the great job. At least it wasn't for me. It had too many long hours and not enough time at home and not enough time on a wrestling mat either. And so I was fortunate that Bettendorf had a wrestling opening and uh, everything worked out and been here now. Uh, next fall will be the 15th season. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And definitely yeah. uh, big time uh, tradition at Bettendorf, of course. I know you've won a few state team titles there. And one of the best, I mean, year after year, one of the top programs in the state. So you've Thanks. You know, c- continued on an awesome tra- tradition there for sure. Something we all, you know, unfortunately are aware of. We've got this uh, coronavirus uh, isolation period going on here. Um, question I guess I would have is what should a wrestler be doing right now? Um, weight rooms, gyms, you know, those are all real tough to get into that at this point, wrestling rooms. Um, what I guess recommendations might you have for, uh, for a kid who needs, who you know, wants to get better through this period of time. I know as being a teacher and being in the schools, we all like said, boy, wouldn't that be great if we just had some time off and now you get the time off and it's like, Oh, this is not so good. You know, spending so much time at home and, uh, just that losing that interaction with the kids and things. But as a kid, there's so much out there. I mean, I know this year we went, he's frozen again. No, he's not. I thought you were frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You were tricking us. But this year our high school team went to an online weight program uh, called Volt. And that's something now I actually, I have a meeting on Monday with the guy um, to set up an off season because they can't get in. Usually we're in the off season in the, uh, in our fitness center, but they can't get in right now. And so we might, might as well utilize that technology. And so they're going to set us up an off season weightlifting program. But then the problem is too, if they don't have weights at home, they can't, they can't use it, you know? And so I guess in that regard, you still can do a ton of pull-ups and push-ups and squats and jumps and, you know, everything, body weight, um, you know, I actually, being in physical education department, we're looking at, you know, remote exercise stuff. And I ran across a website that I'm going to share with the kids because uh, we're going to share it with all our PE kids. But it's darebe.com, D-A-R-E-B-E-E. And it is outstanding. Um, everything cardio with dumbbells, without dumbbells, with, with equipment from beginner level to expert level, but it's a ton of circuits. And then it's a ton of like 30 and 60 day challenges that kids can do. It has a ton of nutritional stuff. It has articles. It's just a a really neat site. And the best thing is it's hundred percent free. And uh, so that's something I want to share with our wrestlers too, because it's one thing that we're going to share. That's one of the things we're using in PE for this time away from the kids. And, uh, it's it's pretty cool little site. Good, good. So, uh, Danny, uh, 
heard rumor you guys have a little bit of wrestling lineage in your uh, family background, huh? So, <laughs> so uh, why don't we start with uh, uh, your youth, how you got into wrestling. I know uh, your brothers are incredible wrestlers, but uh, just give us a little background so people that might not know uh, have a little feedback on, on your history. Uh, well, I started when I was really, really young, uh, probably three and a half, four years old. My dad was helping out run the, the kids program. And at that site, believe it or not, Clinton had three sites of little kids programs. There was a North end, one in the center and one in the South end, and they were all packed. And at the end of the year, we would have a city championship. And so we would put our three clubs, you know, and compete against each other. And to think of that now, it's just crazy. You know, I know back in the day at Bettendorf, they used to have a freshman team or two, sophomore team, a junior t JV team, and a varsity team. They used to have four teams at the high school level. But, um, yeah, I remember my dad saying, you know, if you can come and be quiet and listen, you can stay. And apparently I did it because he got he let me stay and I got to wrestle. And, well, I got to wrestle in the city tournament until I got to the finals. And then the kid in the finals they knew I was too young, and so they complained, and I didn't get to wrestle because <laughs> I, I, was, I was too young. But uh, it was neat. We also had a uh, group of guys back then that used to wrestle in my basement um, when I was really little, like Phil Callahan, um, Dean and Keith Hansen, um, uh, Dick Cassidy, uh, my brother Steve, myself. Um, it was just, we worked out at a very young age, like in the off season for freestyle and Greco. And it was kind of neat. And I really didn't have a partner. I used to have to invite like a friend over, see if they wanted to play and then kind of drag them down to the basement and be a wrestling <laughs> partner for me. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> we, we did a lot of wrestling back then. We really did. Spent a lot of time at it, but it was fun. That's very cool. Who, um, who would you say were some of your major role models in wrestling? Uh, probably the biggest one would be my brother, Steve. Um, he was four years older than me in high school, so, or in school, so we never were really on the same team until college. But, uh, you know, I always had the benefit of, of having an older brother saying, hey, get up, we're going running, or get up, we're going to go wrestle. You know, we had a base, we had a mat in our basement, and I think – we wrestled a, a match to, to 50 every night. And I don't think we finished one without me crying and running upstairs, you know, but he definitely made me tougher. And uh, I, I guess I had the benefit too, because my oldest brother, Mike is 12, 13 years older than me. So I only, I kind of remember him. Um, I'm getting a sign of something. This meeting is upgraded by the host. Oh, okay. There you go. I had to click off the screen. You, okay. you were being blocked. Your face is blocked. <laughs> um, but so I, when I was, you know, four, five, six, seven years old, my oldest brother was in college. And so I had the benefit of, of having, you know, a brother in high school and a brother in middle school and a brother in college, y'all showing me good stuff at a, at a really young age. And so I definitely reap the benefit of being the younger brother and you know I didn't have to pave the way I just had to kind of follow on their tracks but you know I look at my son Jake now and I wish he had that that older person you know to say hey get up let's go you know where he's kind of 
I got to be that guy a little bit. And sometimes that's difficult, but he's got to do a lot of that, that on his own that I, I was kind of spoiled in that regard. Sure. I know uh, much lower level, but I, I was the older brother um, in my family and uh, my younger brother, I was a zero time state qualifier even, but he was a two time state place winner in high school. Cause I say yeah, a lot benefited of benefited from you. I helped him. I beat up, I beat him up a little bit. Yep. You made him tough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. We didn't like it when it was going on, but after the fact, we're like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey coach. Uh, now we talked a little bit about your past history in wrestling and, and, you know, a lot of your success, you know, having a, a great family support system, but what about your transition from becoming a wrestler into a coach at Bettendorf or I'm sorry, into uh, your first high school teams? Um, how did you make that transition? And were there any people that really helped you uh, pave the way or help, help you through that process? You know, I always said being a wrestler and, and having success, made my job as a coach so much easier just because I did what they want to do. And so I didn't have to, I had instant buy-in wherever I was, you know? And so I think having success as a wrestler made my job as a coach so much easier. You know, they didn't doubt me because I, I'm, I've done what they wanted to do. So they were more apt to listen to what I had to say. Makes sense. Yeah. Good. Um, I, unfortunately, we already talked a little bit about the, this uh, pandemic going right now, but uh, it, it, so we probably won't get a free sale in Greco season. It, it's not looking like, but what is your philosophy, you know, in a normal basis, you know, what, what would your philosophy on like the Freco uh, wrestling season be? Well, as when I competed, that's what I love to do more than, than anything else. If I had a choice, I would do away with the, with folk style and, and just focus on freestyle and Greco. Um, that's where I had my most fun, I think, and enjoyed the sports. And to me, they're, they kind of seem like three separate sports. So it, everybody talks about, boy, you know, you don't get burned out of this. But to me, that was a different sport. You know, it was totally different. And uh, it, it, was, it was fun and um, fast-paced. And I just think nowadays there's, there's very few kids – that, that dream of the success that they want and to be able to get that done without freestyle and Greco. It, it's just, you know, that, that junior going into their senior season saying, boy, I wish I had another year. Boy, you know, I got so much better. You, you got a chance to have another season after every season. And you could have eight high school seasons, the amount of matches that you get in. And if your body can withstand it, you know, then, uh, it's awesome. And I joke with our kids a lot saying that you'll love it because mom and dad, brother and sister, they don't know everything about the sport, you know? And so a lot of them can just go and wrestle and have fun. And I love to see the kids interact with each other. You know, they're telling them down, they're coaching them in the, in the break. And then your, your buddy gets four or five and everybody's got it on film laughing, you know? So it's really low key. The kids have fun with it. They don't cut weight for the most part. And uh, it, it's just, it's a great, great way to get better. Hey, Coach, I've heard you talk about uh, visualization before with your wrestlers and also uh, goal setting. What, what, what do you do with your wrestlers and how do you set them up um, for success or how, how do you set them up um, now that the season's completed out of folk style to get them ready for next year? 
Well, I think to be a good coach, first of all, you got to figure out what makes that kid tick or what motivates that kid. And, and some guys are motivated by a kick in the rear and some guys are motivated by patting them on the butt, you know? And so it's our job to kind of figure that out. And I think at Bettendorf, I think our, our coaching staff as a whole does, does a really good job of, of figuring out what those kids need because each kid is an individual and, and what works for you doesn't work for the next kid. Um, as far as the visualization piece, you know, me as a competitor, I, I use that a ton. You know, I was fortunate to make some, some teams along the way and got exposed to that when I was really young. And I just thought, you know, boy, that was the, the relaxation part of it. And the, just the visualization was, was huge. Um, back in the day, I used to do a lot of that uh, kind of self hypnosis stuff where you could get really relaxed and just, you know, in between matches and things. And to be honest, I haven't got into as much of that at Bittendorf as I would like to, um, you know, we talk about it and we, as far as the goal setting and things like that, you know, we, we talk with those kids and a big thing is just being that positive influence for those kids because they're going to doubt themselves, you know, and, and to pick them back up and say, no, we can do it. You can do it. And put in their head, Hey, you're going to be a state champ or you're going to go to state this year, you know, and you tell them that enough times, well, then maybe they, they start believing it. They think, geez, coach thinks I'm going to do it. So, you know, I better do it. And uh, just being a positive role model for those kids and telling them that, that they can do some things because, you know, they, it's easy for them. But if, if somebody can believe in them also, maybe, maybe it works a little bit better. Excellent. Yes. Yep, for sure. So uh, another question um, would be, what do you look for in a, in a team leader? Well, they, they usually surface themselves and sometimes, uh, you know, you can, as a coach, you kind of stand back and see, put kids in certain situations to see who steps forward. But team leader is, is to me, if I had to choose between the, the kid that talks as a team leader and the kid that keeps their mouth shut and just does the work, I would, I would pick that kid. You know, there, there's the kids that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they're telling everybody else how to do it doesn't really work so well. Where that kid that busts his tail day in and day out, keeps his mouth shut, then I, I can make a point to point him out and say, you know, look at this kid. You know, he's doing everything we want him to do and more. And uh, once you start putting that on the kid, then that leader comes out of that kid. You know, and some kids don't see themselves as a leader. But if that coach can promote that kid because he's doing what you want to be done, then that kid kind of – tends to be uh, as a leader. In this last couple of years at, at Bentendorf, we've been real fortunate to have a, a great group of kids, both on and off the map, but just, you know, I say no drama. They're just, they're a really close-knit group. They work hard. They pick each other up. Um, it, it's just been real enjoyable. And not that the other 12 years haven't, but this last couple of years, it, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. It's awesome. It's been a lot of fun to watch as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So uh, we've come to that point, uh, Coach, where we're going to have the rapid fire questions for you. So we're going to we're going to see how it's like sudden death and wrestling. Okay? Sit up here. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. First question: Batman or Superman? Superman. All right. Definitely. <laughs> uh, favorite wrestling match of all time. Oh, 
There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, of all time, I would have to say uh, Lincoln McElravey and Jerry Alvis national finals. Um, I think Lincoln was a true freshman. And they, they pulled his red shirt late in the year. And uh, I want to say it was 16 to 15, something like that. Lincoln dug itself a huge hole that just came back and just ran the kid out of gas. It, it's an awesome match. It's awesome. I, I just watched that match the other day, too. I, I'd, have to, I'd, I'd have to throw that on my top, top three as well. So yeah, yeah. All right. Here's a hard one here, uh, Coach. Is it going to be cardinal and gold or black and gold? Yes. Well, I wear black and gold today, <laughs> but it has a different – it says bulldogs on it. It doesn't say that <laughs> other thing on it. <laughs> so, no, I'm definitely cardinal and gold. Yeah. Cardinal all and right. gold all the way. But uh, I will say I am black and gold when we have some kids in the past years that have wrestled for the black and gold. I'll be their biggest fans. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, How about your favorite wrestling movie? Well, I know everybody says Vision Quest, but I would say um, it was called, I think it was called Takedowns and Pins. It was, it's a documentary um, on Central Dolphin High School um, back, I would say maybe. 2010 11 12 something like that but it basically followed central dolphin high school through their season Hmm. and uh it was cool it's a high school team so it's you know the kids can kind of relate to it a little bit you know it's not a movie it's a documentary but it's it's pretty cool but i think it's called uh i think it's takedowns and pins i think awesome yeah it's neat yeah all right, vanilla or chocolate ice cream? Twist. Twist. Oh, yeah. Twist. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one uh, is a weird one, but uh, what color is your current toothbrush? Green. Okay. Favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you could be any type of animal except a bulldog, what okay. would it be and why? <laughs> Oh, besides a bulldog, I would say a dolphin. I like dolphins. Uh, um, why? Other than I like them, I guess they're pretty smart. Um, they're fast. Uh, I don't know if I have another reason besides that, but I've always, <laughs> I've always liked dolphins. <laughs> I'm a scuba diver. That's one of my hobbies. So I like uh, being in the water. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, are you a morning person or a night owl? Uh, I would say I'm a night owl. Um, I stay up pretty late, uh, on regular, but, but I also am up early. Um, it's not that I can't get up. I just, I don't think I require much sleep. And, uh, so, you know, five or six hours sleep is about all I need and, uh, I'm good to go. So I would say. But if I had to pick, I, I'd probably stay up. I'm a night owl. I know those morning practices. Uh, my my kid's still not quite 16, so I was doing, doing a lot of driving these past couple of years. Yeah, that's tough. A little more. They're there. 5.30 in the morning's tough, and they don't like it then, but 
they do like it come 3.20 in the afternoon when they get to walk out of the school <laughs> and see the daylight in wrestling season, which is kind of a rarity. Yeah. yeah. Common. Yeah. All right. Uh, one thing that annoys you most? Uh, about wrestling? Um, I guess kids maybe not seeing their ability. You know, you believing in a kid and, and him not or – having the kid that that has all the talent in the world but he's just plain lazy and doesn't really want to work at it those kinds of things really frustrate me like well I can't figure a kid out you know I can't figure out a kid what makes him tick you know um that's probably the most frustrating thing for me what's your favorite quote um this is my favorite quote it's by Confucius he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. And, you know, they go back to those kids, that, that positive belief. You know, if you think you can, <laughs> you got a good chance. But if you think you can't, you're not going to. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. So that's one that's kind of always stuck with me. Sure. That's a good one. That's good. Yeah. Um, one, one more question that's not our rapid fire, but the last two seasons have been, um, I, I would call, pretty successful. I know uh, you and the team didn't quite get what, you know, what you wanted. Um, what are your thoughts about, you know, next year is a ways away, but obviously the preparations are starting. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, you know, going into the next season? What do we need to work on? You know, the, these kids, two years ago, we had a huge surprise, I think, from starting the year with a bunch of young kids to ending up taking 12 kids down to state meet was kind of like a, not a shock because once we got to that point, we thought we could do that, but then to have it done. And then this year, you know, with a lot of those same kids to have a, a little more confidence and to have, you know, like your son went out there and, and wrestled a great state tournament, you know, Kane Schmidt, you know, those guys went out the year before and didn't win a match you know, and um, just to come out and do what they've done. So we see them, them getting better. But I guess for me, I got to, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to have a freestyle season, to be honest. And so we have to get these kids starting thinking, believe it or not, but folk style again. And, uh, you know, one thing I do a lot of right now is watch videos. These kids cannot have an excuse that they, they don't have anything to watch or they, they don't have anything in their, you know, the a website that I love is that fanatic wrestling. Um, you know, they have a ton of tapes and they cost money, but uh, just, you can get on flow wrestling. You can get on YouTube. You can type in anything you want and help you get better in this sport. And, you know, now I know you can't grab your buddy and come over, but you know, I know with my son, I'm his wrestling dummy now. And because we can't have anybody for him to wrestle with, you know, and so it's just trying to keep him on a mat. And even though these kids are multi-sport athletes, they got to find time to, to get on a mat, you know, two or three days a week, even if it's just drilling and learning something new. I mean, they know where they need work and, and you know, moms and dads can tell them if they don't and coaches can tell them if they don't where they, they need work, but just staying in the sport, you know, we have, I would say a lot of our kids at Bettendorf, though, are a, a single sport athlete. You know, I would say out of our starters, once you get up to probably 52, then you start seeing a lot of multi-sport kids that play football. And I know Bradley 
where Emily plays, you know, baseball and football and Judy runs track. They do it all. And I think at Bendorf, we have to do that to be successful. And, and I think the one thing I tell the kids always is if you're an impact kid and, and you're going to help that team, then you need to be a part of that team. You know, if you're a kid that's going to go sit the bench and never step on the, then maybe you need to rethink, you know, that sport and maybe you need to do something else, or maybe you need to spend more time at something, you know, cause it's tough. It's tough for those kids to, to be a single sport kid. But then on the flip side, it's tough to reach where you want to get to if you're not putting the team, the time in, because there's guys that you're competing against that are. And so I think just somehow getting that desire in those kids to, to stay in the sport and somehow, some way, you know, whether it's watching little things is watching technique tapes or videotapes, you know, I, I don't know that there's a day goes by that I don't watch wrestling, you know, and it's, it's not because I'm the coach it's because I love wrestling. You know, I, I, I really, if you could say a hobby is watching technique, you know, I, I bought six tapes from, Fanatic wrestling last night because they had a special, you know, and that's like, you know, it's going to help somebody along the way somewhere. It's going to increase my knowledge, but it's also going to help that kid that says, what do I do here? You know? And um, as far as our team, I'm excited. We bring five place winners back um, out of the 10 qualifiers. And, um, you know, we have some kids coming up from eighth grade that will impact our team. And, uh, you know, majority of our power is going to be seniors next year but you know we still like your son we still got a few years left with those guys and um it's going to be exciting it really is i think we have some good things coming our way and i know we talked in the break um as far as bendorf wrestling is concerned but the young kids too that's exciting to know that we what we have potentially coming up to mesh with what we have already up there is is kind of it's kind of neat so Keeps me fired up for sure. Yeah. And that's one of the things I know we, we had to, I, I apologize again for the, some of the technical difficulties um, I had on my internet. That's all right. I know that uh, one of the big keys, I think, to Bettendorf being so successful year after year is that little kids, you know, that Bettendorf Wrestling Club uh, does a phenomenal it's job. It's huge. We got 150 kids. You probably have 15 plus coaches, not just dads, but quality and, and maybe they are dads but quality coaches that aren't just out for to get my son good you know it's to get everybody good and i mean when you're in there and you got 40 kids in one of the sessions and you got 10 coaches out there the kids are going to get good and i i say i'm spoiled because the kid that i get walking through our door as a freshman i think is head and shoulders above a lot of the programs that we compete against, yeah. you know, and it just, it makes my job easy. And now I know the last couple of years, this will be my fourth year of being the head middle school coach as well. And that just kind of happened. And, but it's probably the biggest blessing in disguise for me too, because now I get to build relationships with those kids in seventh grade. And I know who our kids are coming up, you know? And so I don't have to figure out from, August to November, who my wrestlers are as incoming freshmen. I already know who they are and they know me and they either know they're going to do this or not going to do it. And uh, I think that also helps increase some of our kids coming from the middle school season to 
our club season. And uh, it's just been a good all-around fit, I think, for everybody. And that's, that's a big reason for our success, to be honest. Yeah. And I want, we're getting close to the end here. I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I, I thought maybe we'd give a quick shout out. Another, I think, key element to some of the Bettendorf success recently has been the Agogi Wrestling Club. So I thought maybe yeah. you could, if you could give us just a little quick snippet on what your thoughts, there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome because, you know, as a coach, come the end of February, I can't have any contact until June 1st. And then come... Um, August 20th, I can't have any contact until November 20th. And so for them to go into another program that is on the same page as me, that I don't have to worry about, hey, what are they showing? Oh, geez, are they showing what we, they're showing exactly what we want to show them. And they're saying the exact same thing that I'm saying. And so just like, you know, your kids, you can show Bradley, I can show Jake, you know, you can show Keaton everything they, they want. And, and a coach come over and say the same thing. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, Jeez, you may have been telling that for five years, but just for those kids to to have another couple voices with with Nick and Brody down there. I mean, two guys that wrestle for the Hawks are running my offseason program. So that's not a, at all bad. And it's not just Bettendorf. You know, if we could invite all those Quad City on both sides of the river to come over, um, it, it's just a great situation where they get to know each other. It's a camaraderie thing too. I think it's neat for the sport, for all these other schools to to come together and work out together and get to know each other. And uh, you know, it, it's not the oh, we we just want to keep our Bittendorf kids at Summit and nobody else. We want everybody to come from far and wide because it's going to make us better. We're going to make them better. They're going to make us better. And we get another guys over there that, you know, they're. It, it's just neat, and it's neat. I think too for us. Our kids don't step in our high school room again until November. They are in Summit, you know, from from March till November, they're in one room. And from November to March, they're in the high school room. And uh, it's just neat. The hard part for me in the offseason is to go there and be quiet and just sit and, and be a dad and not coach because you can't coach, you know. And uh, But I know that they're in good hands. And, uh you know, we, we interact together as coaches and, you know, like I said, they're, they're showing exactly what we need and what the kids want and the competition is there. And so they're, they're going to do nothing but get better. You put a bunch of tough kids in the room and let them bang heads. They're going to get tougher. And then the coaches look like we're really smart because, wow, those kids got better. Holy cow. What'd you do? <laughs> well, I sat over there and watched these two guys wrestle <laughs> and they, they just got good. So, yeah. no, it's, it's been a great asset to our program. really has. Awesome. Well, Coach, I want to thank you very, very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Anytime. I, want, I think this is awesome, and anything we can do to spread the word, anything that we can do to get more info about Quad City Wrestling, I think it's awesome. So wish you guys the best of luck. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with your friends. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Twitter at QCA Wrestle. And keep an eye out for more QCA Wrestling content coming soon.